Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision as well as host of this podcast. And today we have an interesting topic. We are going to talk about how AI and interactive voice technology will disrupt audio content creation, disruption and new advertising opportunities and so forth. And we have an expert in that area, Carl Robinson, who's co-founder and CEO of Rumble Studio a Paris-based tech startup focusing on audio tech. And with that short introduction, welcome to our podcast, Carl. Hi, Jacob. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so cool to, uh, that we could get a, a little bit of your time here to talk about audio tech and AI and things happening in this very interesting area. Yeah. But before we jump into that, maybe you can just give us the background, who you are and uh, how you came about to start Rumble and, and so on. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I'm Calm, the CEO, co-founder of Rumble Studio. Um, how did I start Rumble? Well, I guess it, it started when I, I launched my own podcast. Uh, you could say uh, I launched the Voice Tech podcast um, when I was doing my uh, data science masters. So I was, I was working in the lab on the on voice emotion transformation. This was my subject, uh, changing the way uh, a person sounds, uh, uh, voice recordings, essentially changing the emotion in the voice to varying degrees of success. I, I can't say that I was a, an expert in that, in that area, but this is what I was working on. Uh, and at the same time, I, I launched a podcast, the Voice Tech Podcast, which was I did amazing things for, for my personal profile. Um, it allowed me to, to meet and connect with so many interesting people, yourself included. You know, really, it has been a, uh, you know, just a roller coaster since then. Um, but one of the things that it really opened my eyes to was that uh, podcasting is a lot of work. It really is hard work uh, and, it, uh, and it never stops because you have to release episodes consistently. Um, and uh, the tools that existed to make that process easier really were few and far between. There were a lot of tools out there for monetization, for distribution, promotion, cutting your episodes up, everything that happens after you've recorded, but much, much fewer tools uh, to actually help you come up with the questions, record more efficiently, uh, basically just re reduce that um, reduce that workload uh, on the on the creation side of the process. Uh, and so because I was talking about voice technology, conversational AI, smart speakers in the podcast, obviously the thought occurred to me to, to bring the two worlds together. And I thought maybe one day we could use some of this cool technology, which is only getting better to actually automate some of this podcasting uh, that I'm spending my whole weekend on. Awesome. Wow. What a story. So it came about because you started a podcast and of course you were good at the topic you started about as well. Okay. And, you know, we have, I'm a marketeer as well as CEO of Bright Vision, of course, but also we have a lot of marketeers listening in here and quite a few have started their own podcast and they are running different, both video and audio content projects online and so forth in order to drive interest of all kind of ways and, and, and funnels and so on. So do you have any, can you give us a short background on what, what's, where is the technology to there uh, and what's possible to do from that perspective based on, you know, the forefront of AI and audio technology and so on. So if you just mm. give us the big picture a little bit and then we can zoom in on the marketing applications, but uh, what, what's, what's going on and what's possible today in audio tech? 
Yeah, so the, there's a lot going on in audio. It's definitely uh, definitely on the rise. Um, you mentioned AI. That's a huge topic in itself. Um, and even AI within audio is, is a massive topic. Um, some of the cool things I've seen, uh, I went to the podcast show in London uh, just recently, um, and there's uh, there are tools to enhance audio, and they use AI. So um, tools that will analyze the, the recordings that you make and will automatically remove all the ums and the ahs, uh, the noise in the background, any echo, all of this kind of stuff. Those tools have existed in the past, um, but now they're just getting better and better. And they're not only able to remove um, acoustic um, properties like uh, you know noise, hiss, all these kinds of things, but actual elements of speech because they can recognize the speech and they're, they're using speech technologies to be able to do that. So that's one example um, you can check out. Uh, I think it's Resound by, uh, by Resonate. There's one called uh, Orphonic, uh, and there are many others uh, that are used in the industry. Uh, those have found their ways into to innovative tools like Descript, uh, which is a, an audio editor that transcribes audio into text and then allows you to edit that audio from the text. So you don't have to mess around with the waveform anymore. You can just edit it like a Word document and the audio is edited uh, next to that. Um, there is the whole uh, field of uh, synthetic speech, speech uh, generation, um, speech synth synthesis, um, speech uh, enhancement, speech uh, transformation, as I, I was working on. Um, I just uh, chaired a panel the other the other day for, for IRCAM, which was the, the lab I worked at, um, uh, where the, the CEO of Sanas uh, was speaking, and, and he's uh, he's got like the leading company for, for for accent conversion. So his company builds machine learning models to convert, um, say, an Indian accent into an American accent, which makes it uh, better for the Americans when they call call centers, for example. Uh, so there's all sorts of stuff going on there. You've got speech enhancement that can happen in real time. So, you know, if you want, I could flick a switch right now and speak to you uh, in a perfect French accent or <laughs> if I really wanted to. Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do offline. So you've got uh, machine learning models that will generate fantastic high fidelity speech for audio books and video games, things like that. Um, and, uh, and of course, you've got the whole side of things that well, it's designed to understand what real humans are saying. So you've got speech to text for the transcription and you've got natural language understanding to actually pick out the elements of the speech, uh, you know, uh, upon which you can react uh, to draw out meaning, to summarize lots and lots of things that can go on at the, the text level, which then you can use uh, these audio technologies on top of to synthesize, et cetera. So it's a huge field. Uh, I could go on forever, uh, but I think hopefully that's giving you the, the overview of what's going on. <laughs> wow. That's massive and that's so cool. So, uh, okay, just to summarize, which jobs is in, in jeopardy here in the future? Is it you know, <laughs> live translations and <laughs> voiceover artists are really, you know, going to get a hard time here with the technology coming out? So, uh, it's funny, I, I was on a podcast just yesterday um, with a you know, voice actor, uh, Jodie Krangle, and um, and I remember speaking to her for a long while ago, and she was skeptical about the, this whole voice synthesis thing. And it's it's true, you know, text to speech can't can't do everything a human can. But as the the technologies evolved and the opportunities have uh, have come about, actually, voice actors are now being given work to train these new voice models. You know, um, there are there are voice models like I was saying, these uh, these speech transformation models, which will change the tone of your voice, but they can't mimic the intonation in your voice. So mm -hmm. they still require a voice actor who knows how to speak uh, in order to be able to sound great, you know? So the combination of a voice actor and an AI machine learning model uh, is just, uh, it's, it's just fantastic. You can get amazing results that really still contain that kind of human element, the feeling, the understanding of the context, but also have the, the tone that you're looking for in the film, the video game, the, the, the cartoon or whatever it is that you're producing. 
Interesting. Yeah. And a bit scary. (laughs) 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 Wow. Interesting. But uh, um, so much going on there. And uh, you're one of the players in this uh, area, of course, with Rumble Studios and so on. But uh, from a marketing perspective, how do you see podcasting, of course, and also audio and audio content fit in in, in, in the marketing puzzle uh, today? based on all things going on in yeah, your perspective. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's a, there's so much opportunity to use audio marketing and, and we're doing our best at Rumble Studio as well on both on using it for our marketing and to, to provide the tools for others to do so as well. Um, we can talk about branded podcasts. You know, it's a type of podcast created by brands to market themselves, but indirectly it's, uh, you know, it's just the soft touch. Uh, podcasts and podcast listeners don't take kindly to to direct sales to the hard sell, uh, you know, cramming them full of ads in your face. Like that's absolutely not the way to do things. On, on okay, so that is directly uh, limiting your your subscriber base if you have too many ads in it. People quit, people just stop listening. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of choice now with podcasts as well. So, you know, you need to have, you need to be delivering quality content, delivering value from beginning to end. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a, you know, a strong argument to say that you shouldn't even put your, your company uh, branding or even mention your company even some 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 brands don't even mention their company name at all in the podcast you know not even a brought to you by mm-hmm. um because the people are there to be entertained they're there to be informed they're, they're mm-hmm. to be educated um and if you do a good job at that then you know it rubs off on the brand that brought it to you because people aren't stupid you know they can see oh yeah it's a podcast by bmw it's a podcast by you know general motors whatever exactly. that's as much as they need they you know maybe they see it on the you know a logo on the artwork um maybe they just see it written in the in the show notes mm. um they don't need to have it thrown in their face all the time what they want is a is a, po- is a podcast that brings them value in their life for whatever reason whether it's asking questions about marketing or whether it's comedy or, or whatever yeah, and that's an interesting area of <clears throat> discussion because I I don't quit podcasts with with long ads, but I definitely fast forward. You know, with those, I mean, uh, the thirty seconds forward, uh, mm. just one, and bam, you you're, you're jumping over that <laughs> ad. So yeah. it's so easy. So do you, do you actually see any? Do you know if there is a measurement of uh, efficiency for actually buying podcast ads, or how do you view that? So I'm definitely not an expert in the the ad side of things, but what I've seen is that there is a lot of, uh, a lot of advancements going on in the the podcast ad space, specifically around programmatic advertising, because, you know, with an audio file, you can choose to just bake in the ad. Like you can just paste in the audio file into your podcast audio file. And now you've got one audio, which will sit there forever with that ad in. But that means everyone who listens to that podcast will get the same ad. And that ad can never be changed in the future. It's baked in. Um, Whereas now, uh, you've got these uh, ads um, uh, networks, these marketplaces, uh, and the technology that allows t- them to dynamically insert these ads at playtime, so they can actually um, detect who you are, where you are in the world. You know, you said you're in Sweden. Uh, detect, you know, through, uh, you know, all the method- all, all the different tracking uh, facilities that they've got now, a bit like Facebook and everything, like what your profile is, so what you're interested in, and you know what you're likely to buy, and all of these things. And then choose the right audio ad to put into that slot, that predetermined placeholder in the podcast, whether it's a pre-roll, a mid-roll, or a post-roll, um, so that you get a different ad to your neighbor. Uh, and also, you might get a different ad next week than you would today, based on the the current trends as well. 
Uh, and that is much more efficient for for the buyers, for the you know the brands who want to advertise to these listeners, um, much more effective, and uh, and a lot of innovation and uh, and excitement is you know is, is is in that space right now. And that's why podcasting just in the US alone is more than a, a billion dollar business now. Wow, and um, yeah, so so we will probably see uh, YouTubeification in in terms of. Uh you know, ads that you can't fast forward and, and all that kind of stuff showing up in the podcast space pretty soon. Then. That's a good point. Yeah, because, you know, you're seeing a lot of this stuff um, appear in in uh, like walled garden type platforms like Spotify, where you can't fast forward, right? Like if it's yeah. just an audio file on your computer, yeah, you can hit the button. Uh, and for me, that's what podcasting is all about. You know, it's a free space where you're, you should be free to do anything, you know. Um, but more and more, these big tech firms are, are taking over the, the listener side of things. And yeah, you're going to, gonna be sat there listening to the ad (laughs) (laughs) that's how it is yeah but okay uh from a marketing perspective and a marketing funnel perspective where do you think can you you elaborate a little bit on where does audio content uh, be most efficient and what kind of content do you see trends around being most efficient right now Yeah, so audio, I think, is a, it's definitely a branding play, and it's a, a top of funnel. And this is what the, the majority of opinions that I hear anyway. Is, I think it's it's my opinion as well to to, mm-hmm. to some extent. Yeah. Um, it's uh, but you have to remember that podcast audiences aren't huge. You know, like if if you really want to just have brand awareness and, and have people see your logo, you can buy Facebook ads or something. You know, you can get thousands of views uh, with very little budget. With podcasting, you might only have a few hundred regular listeners. You might have a pool of maybe a thousand people who've listened to your podcast so that's not really you know it's not going to shift the needle just in terms of numbers um but what it does do you know podcasts they, they give you the opportunity to communicate over the long term to people not just um long term in terms of uh the number of minutes that they listen and you think about a podcast maybe it's 20 minutes 30 minutes even longer um that's you know 30 minutes that somebody has sat with your brand being influenced, enjoying your content, attributing that to to your to your brand, um, compared to uh, an ad that, that might flash past their eyes in just a, a second or so on, on social media. Yeah. Uh, and the second way that you can stay with them long term is by consistently releasing content. If you're there every week, religiously on a Monday, uh, or even every day, as is more and more of the trend now with like microcasts, nanocasts, uh, these. Amazon flash briefings, you know, like Google, Google News bulletins, all these type of things. You can be, you know, part of somebody's day every day, you know, while they're brushing their teeth, having the shower, while they're driving to work. And that's extremely powerful as well because it, they form a habit. You know, you are then part of their lives um, and you've got an amazing opportunity to communicate messages, like I was saying, like slower, more softly, more gently without going for the hard sell every time because you've got the time to do it. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. So top of the funnel, dry brand and use a very low touch, low, uh, you know, very humble <laughs> marketing strategy there. Absolutely. To be I think much up in the face. That's that's the conclusion here. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say that they can podcasts are also great for, for mid funnel as well, because, you know, once somebody's aware of you and they are a regular listener, they, they know about you. Right. At that point, it's not so much brand awareness. Uh, it's more about building trust and authority. And also educating people about your industry, about your products, um, about the the issues that other customers may have faced, you know, yeah. using products like yours. Uh, you don't necessarily have to talk about your own products, but you can talk about issues uh, in the space, like our podcast, Audio Leads. We talk about 
um, you know, issues facing companies in audio marketing in general, you know, like we don't have to talk about asynchronous or, or our app in, in, in any way, just stories that of companies who've started podcasts, you know, how do they tackle it? Where did they fail? What did they learn? These kinds of things. Because if you interview the people who are the same as your potential customers, they've got interesting stories to tell that are super relevant to, to what your, you know, your potential customers, your listeners are, are going through. So yeah. it's win-win. Plus, you know, um, in a, you know, maybe five five percent of cases, you can actually sell your product to your guests because <laughs> if they are your potential customers, then you're, you know, you're actually speaking to them. You've got the opportunity to to sell right there. So oh, yeah, exciting. So um, really good topic there. So what's your ideas around? You know, one of the criticism of podcasting is that it's really hard to measure as a marketing initiative. You don't get leads. You know, it's just out there. You don't pretty much know anything about who's listening in at least on most platforms and it's really hard to build an ROI case to show your top management you know and, and mm -hmm. say no we should invest in this and have this podcast and we should buy all this expensive software and and you know put people hours uh, on on investing in it and so forth so how can you follow up on on the actual ROI on podcasting is it possible from a marketing perspective yeah, it, it is possible. And there are more and more tools out there to that allow you to do that now. Um, you can check out tools like Chartable. Um, there's uh, uh, Podsites uh, and, and many other tools that actually will, will link into your, your podcast host and give you a lot more data on your users. Mm. Um, I think the podcast platforms in general uh, are doing a, a good job as well. You know, like they're, they're exposing a, a lot more of this stuff. Um, where you look at the download numbers, you, now you can see a lot more where people are coming from and, and what type of profile they are, uh, et cetera. Um, there's techniques that you can use in the podcast as well in order to be able to gather this data yourself. So you know, if you're doing some kind of direct response, you can have a, a promo code, you can set up a custom URL that's easy to say and remember. You know, so for me, it's uh, voicetechpodcast.com slash newsletter. You know, like they know the URL, it's just slash one word, easy. Um, and then you can give them a code, you know, like 25% or something, or not that, but 25 off or something. And then they, <laughs> and then, and then they can, they can put that in. It's not perfect, but it does give you some, uh, you know, some idea of you know, how many, how much of your traffic is, is coming from that episode in particular. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, there's more and more options uh, that you can take to, to be able to justify it, but it is a, like, it is a, um, like a branding play as well. I don't think that you can, you can necessarily only look at the downloads, only look at the the number of purchases that you get from podcast to really quantify the the value you get from it. I think if you if you take the time to ask all your customers, you know, where did you hear about us, or you know, what 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 were the what were the elements of content that you consumed in the journey towards uh, you know this purchase? And customers often consume a lot, right? They'll read a blog post, they listen to a podcast, they'll speak to someone at a conference, and then they'll eventually buy something. Yeah. Um, you might find that your podcast comes up. Uh, and I find that I found that a lot, you know, like people say, oh, yeah, I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast. I've got it right here on my app, actually. And be like, wow, you know, like it's, it's nice when it happens, not always. Um, but it's like a, it's something that's out there that is having an influence and it's not necessarily easy to measure. Uh, yeah. But when you start getting this feedback, you realize, hmm, yeah, it was it was absolutely worth it. Hmm. How do you how do you recommend companies to promote their podcast? I mean, as you say, it become a huge thing now, and there's a lot of companies putting out podcasts of all kinds of sorts, short, long-term format, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. and, and many of them are really high quality and everybody's free. So, mm. so I mean, the competition is increasing and um, if you don't step up your game, you will you know, 
get decreasing uh, listeners, I suppose. So how do you promote and how do you stack up against newcomers and other podcasts in your space, so to say? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? <laughs> Everybody wants uh, more listeners. Um, I think uh, I think it's important, first of all, like I say, to produce high quality content because word of mouth is a, is a big thing with podcasts. You know, you always see on Twitter, any podcast recommendations and, and people do recommend the ones that they like, but I don't think you can shirk on, on actually pushing it out there as well. So you do need uh, a solid campaign. I was, I'd highly recommend setting up an email list to have a, a basic newsletter. You could just be talking about the things on your show. You can help promote uh, other people's work as well, recommend other podcasts, other articles around the, in the space. Um, I think um, partnerships with other podcasters is a, is a great thing to do. So you can do episode swaps where you feature an episode of their podcast on your feed and vice versa. Uh, you can do the same with the blog. So I think if you're doing a newsletter, it's a no-brainer to have a, at least a basic blog um, with uh, a blog page per episode uh, and maybe uh, longer pieces based on the, the content of that episode. That's something that we do now. We have a writer that just listens to our episodes and then writes a 500-word piece on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do podcast ads. So uh, ads on other people's podcasts about your podcast <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the thing uh, and obviously you know that's reaching people at the point where you know it's reaching podcast listeners of course you know it's reaching people at the point where they listen to a podcast they're open to the idea of other podcasts so that can be very effective if you've got the the, the budget uh, for that yeah. Um, but yeah definitely you need to you need to push it out there and and they say you should spend as much time promoting your podcast as you do creating it I'm not sure how many people do that but if uh, if you really want to succeed I think it has to be uh, you have to be consistent with that yeah yeah, exactly. And Rumble Studios and you, you have, you're a f- <laughs> an innovative company in this space since you have come up with an idea of doing asynchronous guest interviews. You mm. need to give us a little bit of the background to that idea and uh, how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So um, synchronous means live, like we're doing now. Asynchronous means not live. So it's uh, uh, essentially a turn, uh, turn-based system uh, in Rumble Studio, you uh, you would write some questions that you want to ask your guest or guests. Uh, typically, we just use a Google Doc, um, and then you put those into into Rumble, which acts a bit like a, a type form questionnaire or Google form, where it's a series of steps that your guests will go through. Um, each one of those will be uh, your question in text. You can optionally record the question in audio as well, so you go in and you can record that. It's pretty quick to do. Um, later, we'll be adding synthetic voice features, so you can just generate the uh, the speech uh, at a click of a button. Um, and then you get a, a single guest invitation link. So once your questionnaire is prepared, um, you've customized it, of course. You know we've got full branding capabilities, so you can change the layouts, change the colors, the fonts. You know white label it if you're an agency, all this kind of stuff. You've got this beautiful questionnaire with audio involved um, that you want to send it to your guests. Uh, you get a single link. And then you, you can send that to an individual. So maybe I interview you, I'll just send you the link privately on, on email. Or if I'm feeling brave, I could actually um, post it out on uh, social media, tweet, tweet it out, um, stick it on my website, send it to my customers, um, send it to whoever I, I want to uh, take part. Everyone who clicks that link goes in, into their own version of the uh, this audio questionnaire, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. They hear the first question, they click record, they record their answer. They can do that anytime they want. So there's no scheduling, of course, no calls, nothing to set up. Um, if they make a mistake, they can just delete, they can redo it. So it's zero pressure. 
Uh, they can think about what they're going to say, because I can tell you being a podcast guest, it's a little bit stressful. You know, you can ask me anything right now. I don't necessarily have the best answer to, to every question, <laughs> but, you know, asynchronously, I can look it up. You know, I can plan oh. out my answer a little bit, you know, sound smarter than I really am. Um, and uh, and, so, and a lot of guests, and especially companies, you, you know, like doing this because, you know, they very much want to control what, what they put out there. And then, um, and then once the guests have recorded and, you know, maybe if you tweeted out, you've got 20 guests that have recorded, great. Then we give you the transcripts. You can go through the guests. You can quickly scan read everything that they've recorded. So you don't have to listen to it, which is time consuming. So you can quickly scan the transcripts. You go, okay, I like that guy's answer. She's, she's making sense there. Listen to what they say and drag them into our mix feature where you can create a, a sequence of all the best files that you've, uh, you've collected. Add in your intro, add in some jingles. You, know, you can drag and drop all of this. No waveforms or anything to edit. Um, and then just hit the export button and it just sticks all of that together into a podcast episode, downloads it as a zip, along with all the raw files if you want to do your own edit as well. And there you go. You've got a, a podcast episode ready to go. That's a cool concept. It's, I suppose it saves a lot of time <laughs> yeah. for, for the producer, at least. Uh, but how, how is... Uh, how is the how, how's the transitions working when you don't do it live? You know, is it is it becoming? Do you use AI to to smooth it out, or how, how does it? You know. Yeah, so that that is the plan for sure. You know, like I said, Voice Tech Podcast. I'm all about you know conversational AI. We're building that right now. It's not in the product yet. So yeah. in in the vision of Rumble Studio is to have a you know a truly live back and forth conversation between the the human guest and the uh, machine interviewer. Um, and for this, you know, obviously we're using the latest conversation AI tech and gener generating dynamic follow-up questions based on what the guest said to the, the first question. And yeah. this is what I'm super excited about and why we need synthetic voices as well, right? Because if you're asking a new question, you can't, we can't necessarily do it. We can't ask you to record that in advance because you haven't got a time machine, but we could use a, a clone of your voice to ask the question in the tone of your voice to the guest and to provide a seamless uh, multi-turn interaction with you, you know, an authentic or semi-authentic version of you uh, asking the questions, try not break the flow. Uh, and that is coming. That, that is what we will build at Rumble Studio, but, you know, just give us a few months. Uh, for now, it's, uh, it's it's asynchronous. So it's, uh, you ask a question, you get the answer, um, and then you can optionally record a follow-up comment. This is, this is what we're doing. Uh, that's what I do for the Voice Tech Podcast is I, I can add a comment I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. That reminds me of something else that I did the other day. Um, next question. And uh, amazingly, if you listen to enough podcasts, you'll realize that I think at least half the podcasts out there do at most that. <laughs> I think uh, a good proportion only ask the questions and then just move on. Some of them uh, bother to add a comment and then move on. But much fewer have a truly multi-turn conversation where they're really digging into the topic because most podcasters aren't experts on everything their guests are talking about, right? They just don't have the domain knowledge. So they can't say you know, too much uh, after the fact. So I think we can absolutely build a machine that can at least do what the majority of podcasts are doing today and i'm sure in time do a better job of uh, you know yeah. um so yeah yeah i agree i agree and and actually a lot of large podcasts have more or less standardized questions at least some entrepreneurial podcasts that i'm listening to and mm. i'm actually quite surprised they they can become so big and actually also produce quite interesting episodes just based on 10 standard questions they ask every yeah. guests every week you know i'm so glad you said it yeah, it's so, uh, it's so true because, you know, the, the conversational side of podcasting, it's, uh, you know, people, there are, you know, a certain portion of the podcast community that treat podcasting as an art, don't touch it, you know, that's uh, it's blasphemy, you can't automate it. But actually, a lot of podcasters are already doing that, like you say, you know, they've got yeah. their standard questions, those are the questions they know that work, because they're great questions, they've refined them over time. Yeah. Uh, and that's really 
for me, that's what the basis of a, a good interview is. It's doing your research so you can ask the best questions in the right way, getting great guests to come on and ask, answer those questions and then just letting them talk because it's yeah. the guest that's providing 90% of the value, you know, and the host is just there to coordinate, to, to provide the, you know, the, the glue that binds it all together and to present it in the, in the right form for the listener. But really, if you've got a great guest and the right questions, you know, like that's, that's really all you need. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, great uh, to hear about this. And, and I'm sure there will be a lot of development going on in the podcast space and we will be Cool to, to follow you and Rumble Studios here. So thank you so much for all the insights. And last but not least, if uh, listeners uh, want to know more about you and Rumble Studios, where can we send them? Yeah, please uh, visit rumble.studio. It's as simple as that. Um, we've got a podcast, audio leads. We've got a newsletter you can sign up to. Um, a couple of things that you, you might want to check out. Uh, right now we're running a 100, 100 episodes in 10 days challenge. Uh, so you want to help, uh, help out a colleague, Letitia, who's, uh, who's running that one. Um, and uh, we've got 10 topics. So if you do have a podcast or even you're thinking about one, there's a topic there for you to, to go in. You can try Rumble Studio, of course, um, and, uh, and uh, record, some, record some answers. Uh, the other thing is if you really like Rumble Studio and you, you give it a go on the free trial and, and, and you love it, we've actually got a lifetime deal coming up on July 26th. Can't say any more than that, but if you're interested, uh, <laughs> sign up at Rumble Studio and uh, you'll, uh, you'll hear about it for sure. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much, Carl. This was a really exciting and interesting topic and much, much bigger than uh, I perceived, actually. So uh, uh, cool to hear all the things going on in the forefront of podcasting. And thank you so much for your time and good You're luck with Rumble Studio. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to be on. Thanks a lot. Okay. And thank you, everybody, for listening in and uh, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.